Life has definitely thrown us some challenges lately, and we want to help you get through those with hope along with practical tools and tips. So join us at Imagine Yourself. Thanks for joining us at Imagine Yourself. I'm Lene. And this is Sandy, and we're going to have a fun time imagining today because we have a special guest. We certainly do. And before we get to that special guest, though, I want to kind of prep you, give you an appetizer. I just want everyone to take a moment with me and just think about the letters R-E. And in light of the fact that we're all going through so much this year, we need to use the letters R-E because we need to restart and re-emerge and redefine ourselves and our jobs and our lives and our whole lifestyle. So as Sandy alluded to, we have a professional, a personal brand strategist who is the founder and CEO of Epiphany Institute. And she will help us find our epiphany and help us to recreate ways that can highlight all the beautiful things that we have to offer in this brand new world that we live in now. And she also is that type of guest that does gifts to our listeners. So Ooh. we want to make sure we let you, yeah. Free stuff, <laughs> you know? Aisha. Ooh, Free I, stuff. I don't want to step on you. Guess. You're introducing her. You just got excited. I did. Well, I always do when we have Aisha on the show. So go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm going to say that actually I'm going to make everybody wait until the middle of the episode to talk about this free giveaway that Aisha has. And actually her name, let's just go ahead and jump in. Let's just jump in and welcome Aisha Cogborn, our guest for today. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. This is, wow. Stuff is crazy right now. <laughs> stuff is <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So Aisha... I want to jump in with, we talked about personal branding in an episode we did in the past, and people can go back and listen to that one and go to imagineyourselfpodcast.com. But also my main question is, is it more important now or the same important as we emerge from all this COVID-19 stuff? I will say managing your personal brand is always important. It's important whether things are normal. It's important whether things are in complete upheaval because when it comes down to your personal brand, here's the thing. It's about being able to create more opportunities to make an impact. And so is there ever a time where we don't need to make a greater impact or to show up and bring more of the goodness that we have to the world? No, that there's always an important time for that. And so one of the things, though, that I've been seeing is that now that the world has slowed down for some people, they're being more intentional about what their lives are because a lot of us just kind of fell into these accidental lives. <laughs> you know, I chose this career because somebody says that's what I should do. I live in this neighborhood and have this ridiculous mortgage because that's what people told me success looks like. I have my kids in 22 different activities, even though they're three. Because someone told me that's what being a good parent means. And then now we're stepping back because things have slowed down. It says, wait a minute, you know, I don't think I like any of this. And so as we start to reassess our values, for some people, that's going to mean doing things differently and showing up differently. And for some people, we're going to show up and make some decisions that are going to cause us to have to reinvent ourselves. And so that's where personal branding can play a very important role right now. If you're finding yourself saying, you know what, we need an overhaul here. Yeah. I just want people to make sure that they have hope because if you go back 10 or 12 years ago, we all remember 
that there was the terrible economy collapse and everybody thought that, you know, their and many times their careers were over. We kind of talked about this with you in that last episode with Aisha, where it's being your own cheerleader. And we talked about the fact that sometimes things ended, not even just because we necessarily didn't like them, but because of economic reasons. And you again had to back then really hone in on what was important to you and what you were good at. And you had to start finding new things that you were good at. And I feel like it's all happening again here now, except maybe the difference is now that you can work remotely, you can do Zoom, you can do a few extra things that maybe you can have up your sleeve. So I wanna give hope, but I also think some people, they did not want to repeat <laughs> all of that again. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you say to those people who say, I already did that, do I, now I have to reinvent myself again? What do you say? Well, I think that's where it goes back to, again, what are your values? And when it comes down to your personal brand, too, one of the things that's very important is understanding what is the problem you can confidently solve. And that is about stepping back and not like, okay, I'm trying to be this jack of all trades person. I do everything they throw at me. But are you definable? And this is whether you're employed by someone else or if, even if you have your own business, because there are people that have their own businesses that are just kind of moshed in there with everybody else. And I don't know why I should work with you or buy your product versus someone else's. And so we want to step back to really understand what is that thing that will set us apart based on who we are and not who we think we should be. And I talked in the last episode about your tale of the tape. And so looking at your talents and your abilities and your passions and your experiences, and the experiences are so important because those are the things that have happened in your life, good or bad, that have really shaped who you are and the way you see the world and the way that you can contribute. And so when we do that evaluation and say, if you did that 10 years ago, I know I'm a different person now than I was actually say 11 years ago, which is when I started my business, when I got laid off. And if I was to go through that assessment again today, it's very different. And so we owe it to ourselves to have that level of self-awareness and to think about not what do I have to do, but also what do I want to do? Because one thing that I'm, I'm seeing and the people that I'm having conversations with and that are coming to me and wanting to work with me around really engaging and building their personal brands is they're recognizing, hey, tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. And that's not a bad thing because it can be a wake up call to really help us to get on our assignments and to live with more purpose and to think about what we want our legacies to be. And that's a gift if we do that now versus getting to the end of this thing, whether that's a year from now or 40 years from now and say, oh man, I wish I would have done something different. Yeah, this is a great time to reassess and you make a valid point. I loved your tale of the tape. It's a T-A-P-E and you went through them real quick. So I know it's in your book and we're going to talk about your book that people should get, but can you do just a little couple sentences on each point of the tale of the tape? Absolutely. So, and just to give you context about how I came up with the tale of the tape. So we think about a boxing match and at the beginning of the fight, the commentator looks at each of the fighters and they're looking at their stats, their tail of the tape. They're looking at their height. They're looking at their weight. They're looking at their reach, which is the length of their arms. They're looking at the circumference of their wrist. And as you look at those things, you're going to see that each fighter is going to have unfair competitive advantages. And so we want to look at your tail of the tape 
to figure out what your unfair competitive advantages are. So that T stands for your talents, or we may call them your gifts. What are those things that you're just naturally good at? And one of the challenges that I see some people experience when they're trying to figure out what their talents are is you just take it for granted because it's easy. Well, can't everybody do this? Isn't everybody (laughs) just great? Everybody's great on air, right? Everybody can just get behind a microphone and talk to people for hours and hours and entertain them and make them feel like you're their best friends. Everybody can do that, right, Sandy? Everybody can do that. I've actually had people say, all you have to do is talk, right? This is not a particularly special talent. This is just what people do, but no. Not everybody can do it. And so we cannot undersell our talents simply because they come easy to us. I think we value the things that we have to work really hard at, but those aren't necessarily our talents. And sometimes the things that we have to work really hard at are the things that we should not be doing. Interesting. should should not be doing bookkeeping. I suck at it. (laughs) Me too. Raising my hand on that one. That's why I have QuickBooks, right? Yes. So we want to focus in on those things that come easy to us, where we can really add that value. And then we talk about the A, those are your abilities. What are those things that you did have to work at them, but now you are actually good at them? Because again, these are just things that can create those competitive advantages for you. What comes naturally? What have you learned how to be really good at? And then the P stands for your passions. And we want to think about your passions in terms of what are those things that get you really, really excited, but also it can be what are those things that get you worked up and make you angry? What are those things that you're willing to go out and protest about, or you're willing to write a big check to support making something happen? What's that thing you can get lost in? Where do you go directly to in the bookstore time and time again? So those are evidence of some of the things that may be aligned to your passions. And then that E, your experiences. And this is perhaps the most important of them because we can meet somebody that has the same educational background, has very similar work experience, but they haven't lived our lives. And when we really tap into those experiences, the things that have made us who we are, whether they're good or bad, and sometimes we run from those experiences that haven't been positive, but it can help us to see the world differently. It can help us to relate to people differently. It can help us to define a problem differently. Because think about it, you can be sitting in a conference room and everybody's trying to fix something and they're defining the problem one way. And because of your experiences, you look at it and say, well, no, that's not really the problem. Here's the problem. Right. I've done this before. I've seen it. Yeah. Yes. Aisha. I feel like running out in the streets right now and just screaming about all of my unique experiences and and, and really getting that boost. This is what we were looking for and hoping for today, because I know there are people listening that need to hear this because there's fear and there's insecurity going on. And I have them myself. I'm starting to think, you know, things that had been assets for me and career talents that served me well before the world has changed now. And I will have to actually add on to my abilities now. And you're making that seem like something that is so possible to add in a few more experiences, a few more abilities to go along with the natural talents that I have. And that's another part too. Now, Sandy mentioned it, and we're going to mention it again later, but you have put this in the form of a book also. 
called Five Rules to Win Being You. And that's kind of why I just want to say, I really feel like running out there and saying, I can do this. I can win. (laughs) (laughs) What about this though? Are there some things that many times I've been thinking about different, in this case, in my case, it's Bible verses, but pruning, how sometimes we might need to prune some things. Also, have you had some clients that you had to tell them that perhaps they needed to not just add some things to their skill set, but maybe with their branding, some things they might need to remove for best effectiveness. Absolutely. I tell you, one of the things that we're always focusing on is how do you align your actions to the things that you want or the goals you're working towards or the personal brand that you're looking to build? And the first question I ask is, what do you need to start doing or what do you need to stop doing? And as we look at that, It could be just making room in our lives for the opportunities we want. You know, we pray every day, oh, you know, let me get this wonderful opportunity. Well, if it showed up tomorrow, would it be a source of joy or would it be a source of stress for you? Because now you've got all these other things piled up. How are you going to take advantage of this too? So we want to make sure that we leave a little bit of white space in our lives so that we sometimes just have time to think not just running on autopilot, again, living that accidental life doesn't give us room to be intentional. And being intentional can make a world of difference. And as we shift kind of into this, everything's virtual now. And I'll use Lene as an example. And I think Aisha, you guys are both public speakers, right? And so that's not something that people are not going to conferences now. So how are you, for example, and maybe Lene could use this or anyone in, in the field, taking that and moving it into the virtual world? Yeah, one of the things that has happened, and to even back up on that, one of the reasons that I never allow speaking to be the biggest piece of my business is I felt like I didn't have any control over it. We saw this 9-11 All of a sudden, everything shut down. Planes can't fly. I saw speakers lose 100% of their income instantly because back then you didn't even have the virtual stuff. And so the way that I structured my business was always to be able to have other things that I could ramp up if I needed to. So the coaching is there. The consulting is there. The products are there. And so if you're a speaker or if you do something that all of a sudden it has disappeared, how can you use the technology? That's question number one to still get your message out there. And it may mean that you're not getting paid $5,000 to do a keynote. It may mean that you just show up and you serve. Go back to those clients that you've spoken for before and say, hey, what do you need help with right now? How can I serve your people? And build that loyalty, show that you care, you want to serve them, and it will pay dividends for you later on. But then also just looking at what are the different ways that you can solve problems. So it goes back again to that. What is the problem you can confidently solve? So then to take it to that next step, how can you solve it? What are the different ways? It isn't always just showing up and standing in front of someone. Is it, can I put together a small group, a mastermind program? Can I teach other people to do what I do so that when we start to have these opportunities again, people are ready and positioned for them. So that's one of the things that I do as well as speaking. The bigger part of that is me training people to speak, helping people to develop their brands and not just doing that for myself. And that hasn't stopped. And I'll tell you, I've even gotten new clients right now because people aren't traveling. 
And so they're sitting still and being more intentional and they've got that white space. And so now they're starting to think. I've been saying I want to build my speaking practice. I've been saying I want to write this book. Let me start figuring out how to do that. Doesn't mean I'm going to have this book written before quarantine is over because let's not put that crazy pressure on ourselves Mm. if we don't have the capacity to do it. But I can start figuring out what that looks like. And let me start talking to people that can help me figure that out. I like that aspect, too, of sometimes going to a professional person like Aisha Cogborn to help you enhance your skills that you already have or develop new skills or try to push towards, like you said, your intentional goal. And some people who you mentioned have been jack of all trades before might start to want to use this time to hone in on what they really want. They might need your help. They might need, you know, a professional to help them. And that is where the coaching comes in and and the Epiphany Institute comes in. It's just perfect. That has made all the difference for me as I look at my professional life. I've been investing in myself and working with experts for more than 15 years. You know, I hired my first coach before we knew what most people knew what coaches were. Executives had them, but regular people like me didn't have them, but I hired a coach and she helped me figure out who I wanted to be when I grow up. And if I look at where I am today, it's because I made that investment. And sometimes we don't think we deserve that. Or if we can't see immediately, okay, I'm going to spend this $5,000. Am I going to make it back next week? And you can't see that, but you got to think about the long game. How many mistakes am I going to make? How much time am I going to waste? How much am I going to invest in other resources that I think are going to provide the solution? And a year from now, five years from now, I'm in the exact same place. And so shorten that learning curve and learn from people who have already done it. And I tell you a big piece of that too, is the accountability. Because if it isn't something that we have to do, if our paycheck isn't dependent upon it, then sometimes life just gets in the way. It may be important to us, but so is everything else. And so having that external accountability to keep the promises that we make to ourselves is important. I love that. I I also guess I just want to make sure that people do understand that anytime you do a renovation on your home or on yourself, it may not look pretty at first. You may have to tear down some things and before you can build them up. This whole episode is really just to encourage people to keep pushing forward and keep this goal in mind that even though things are changing, we can change. And again, it may not look beautiful. It may not have the immediate results that we want, but we are going to make it. And one of the things that's become especially important and I know, Aisha, this is your area of expertise all over the place, is social media. And, you know, I've sort of watched what people want on social media and look at some of the trends. And it feels like right now, people are really craving the authentic interactions, whether it's people going on Facebook Live and doing cooking, or it's just them showing themselves with messy hair and pajama pants on. It's like we've gone from these slick videos or highly photoshopped images and graphics to just being very real. So first of all, have you noticed this too? Am I onto something here? And then secondly, is this important to personal or business branding? You're spot on, Sandy. And one of the things, even if you think about the essence of what a brand is, 
it isn't just based on a logical decision about a person or business. There's a head connection and there's a heart connection. And so when we show up and we allow people in and, and let them see who we are, give them that authenticity, not having to be so pretty and polished and perfect. Because one thing about that too, is when we're always perfect, always on, sometimes that can be intimidating to people. Or annoying. Or annoying, absolutely. Because what it says is, okay, you're here and I'm down here and there's no way that I can ever be like you. But when I recognize that, oh, you're a person just like me, you're silly, you're goofy, you have kids that run out around the house and dogs that bark when you're trying (laughs) to do things. Like, I can relate to that. And when you show back up in the world really doing you and kind of being who you are, I have a heart connection to you. Mm. It isn't just about that thing that you do or that thing that you sell. And the same way that that shows up even in the workplace, so many people get stifled because they don't develop that heart connection with the people that they work with. They say, oh, I'm not here to make friends. I'm just here to do my job. Leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Don't ask me about my weekend. Don't ask me about my kids. (laughs) And then you yes. wonder why you don't get a promotion where they're like, I, I don't even know her. Like, right, yeah. right, right. I guess she's good at what she does, but do I want to work with her 45, 50 hours a week? Uh, no, thank you. I like that guy over there because he's good at what he does, but I think I'll like working around him. So that's a part of our personal brand is recognizing that it is either strengthened or diminished through every point of contact. It's an accumulation. And so we want to give people those consistent, positive points of contact. And you were saying also, I think one of your blogs I read, it's not who you know, but who knows you. Is that your quote? Yes. And it's, if I look at just right now, if I look at my LinkedIn, I've got, I don't know, 5,500 connections on LinkedIn. I don't know those people and they don't know me. I might know a few hundred of them, but one of the things that I've been very intentional about, and I started this before quarantine, is actually starting to get to know the people I'm connected to. Hmm. So once a week, I'd, and I'm going to host one today, I have a round table. I invite people to it. It's only open to like three or four people. And I just get to know them and what they do and how we can help each other. And so now you're not just this name on my LinkedIn connection. But now you're somebody who's legitimately in my network because I know what you do. You know what I do. I've built this personal connection with you. I want to help you. Mm. You probably want to help me. And so that's different than just accumulating contacts and followers, you know, like they're, remember those little green stamps from the grocery store back in the day? (laughs) And you used to collect all these stamps. I mean, it was like, I mean, we collect followers and connections like they're green stamps, but you're never going to get that set of plates that it used to get you. Right, right, right. So it's just more noise. And so it really isn't about the how many people you have in the network, but what does the relationship actually look like? How are you able to be helpful? Uh, But even when it comes down to the people that you work with on a regular basis, again, remembering that your brand is built through every point of contact. If you're going to disappoint somebody, if you're going to miss a deadline, if you can't do what you said you're going to do, you've got to make sure that you let people know that you present solutions, that you aren't so focused on presenting the image that you don't do the work, Mm-hmm. And I see people fall into this. They look really good on social media, but when you get behind the curtain, they can't deliver. 
And you do not want to be that person because it will catch up with you. Absolutely. Oh, well, now I'm going to go ahead and segue right into delivering because Aisha, our guest, Aisha Cogborn has a free giveaway for us. And I want to promote that also. <laughs> what do we have in store for our listeners? <laughs> so I put together a tip guide called Personal Branding on Purpose, and it's just 13 quick tips that will help you to step back and really be intentional about the way that you're building your personal brand. And again, this works for you if you are a business owner or want to become one. This works for you if you are employed in an organization and want to be seen as a bigger contributor or position yourself for more opportunities. This works for you if you're a volunteer in the community and want to make a bigger impact. So you can download that at My Brand on Purpose. Purpose.com is absolutely free. Just some things to get you thinking. I love it. I love tips and, and easy yeah, tips and, and good Aisha tips. Yeah, because you like I said, you've got us so pumped now. You're just, I don't know, we're gonna have people running around after this episode out proclaiming their new life. That was the whole purpose of it. I want to just make sure too that people understand you can get those tips. No, you know, the, the website that you said, and also of course on imagine yourself podcast.com. We have the link to your website. And uh, we ask you, you know, when you go on these websites for us and for Aisha, please go ahead, subscribe so that you can get our newsletters. Please make sure that you subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, all these different things, because we, of course, want to make sure that we're branding ourselves properly also, since that's what this is about. And at the end of the day, we want to thank you, Aisha. Thank you for speaking truth and intentional purposes into our lives. And the um, book. I mean, you have several books, book. but yes. the book that most relates to this discussion is actually your first book, right? It is. It is. I wrote that book, gosh, back in like 2012, and it's called Five Rules to Win Being You. And it really will, it's a coaching book, really, when you think about it. And it walks you through the process of really getting to the root of what you want and how can you intentionally craft that life and that brand around understanding the problem that you solve, understanding who you're put here to serve, and then what are the opportunities that are in front of you? Because for you, it may mean, okay, I'm going to start a business or I'm going to launch a ministry or I'm going to do more volunteer activity. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to stop doing everything that you're doing right now. You don't have to quit your job tomorrow. You don't have to do something extreme, but it's about being intentional and being introspective and being consistent in taking steps. If it's an hour a week that you mm. devote towards working towards building the future that you want, then spend that hour. And I think that that is, again, the gift that this time has given us. And whether it for you has meant my house is quieter, I'm not traveling as much, or maybe it means it's a lot crazier because everybody's at home and working in one room, whatever that looks like to you, take this time to think about, all right, this is what life used to look like. What do I want it to look like going forward? Because it's almost like we've got a bit of a reset button here. And so we want to take advantage of whatever opportunities that presents us, even if they don't happen immediately. Right. So where do we get the book? And is it the same place that we get all your books? You can find all of the books at mybooksonpurpose.com. All right. Mybooksonpurpose.com. 
And remember, the free download is my brand on purpose.com. Doing everything on purpose here with Aisha. So amazing having you on Imagine Yourself, as always. On that note, I just want to make sure to please, in good times and bad times, imagine yourself using all the powerful words that you possibly can to intentionally recreate yourself and re-emerge as the best version of you possible. Thanks for listening. We'd love your feedback. Go to imagineyourselfpodcast.com to send us an email or connect with us on social media. Take care of yourself and join us again next time when we'll have something new to imagine.